Oh, okay. We're going to do it. Now we're doing now. This is the now real interview. Yeah, the audio just stopped. I don't know. So now this is <laughs> That's the real cool. Interview. So I just want to reiterate what everybody missed the first time around. I'm with Tanisha Long, by the way, the hey beautiful comedian that came in for, was it programming? Programming. It came in for the programming group here at Rick, and she had a great set tonight. Everybody had oh, a great thank time. thank you. Everybody, it was really, everybody was fun. Well, you get everybody into it, and like you were telling me in our first attempt oh at yeah. the interview that you don't you don't go into a, a college set with material really you just kind of have your little bits and pieces yeah and i you know i thought i think that's impressive you're out in la so you have yeah. all the clubs around are you in the, the club region or are you more out of it i like so i live <laughs> what you making with avocados um no so i lived in new york for nine years and that's where i really studied improv and i really yeah. like about a year ago was just trying to like get a nice solid act and like um you know trying to be like a club stand up like a stand up stand up a working comedian a working comedian yeah chris rocket said he wanted to do that for years yeah and it like and honestly like when i look at stand ups i would never ever like really say i'm like a professional stand up you know like i cuz i love chris rock and i love louis ck and you know there's all these people that i look up to like richard pryor like i mean when i Dave Chappelle, I watched their sets and I'm just like, what the f***? Like, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be that good of a stand-up. Like, it's just, so for me to even say it, like, because I, I really haven't been doing it that long. I have been doing comedy for a very long time. I did improv, like, for, like, three years and, you know, before I started doing it, like, professionally, but I was just kind of dicking around in basements and I just did it because I loved it. Um, the thing about L.A. that's really strange is, it's industry out there. So the stand-up scene there is really, really different than the one in New York. The one in New York is just not to shit on. I'm not trying to shit on L.A. stand-ups, but New York stand-up is just crazy. Like, you can kind of go in anywhere and see a good stand-up show. Like, you can walk into a bar to get a drink and they'll, in Brooklyn, and they'll be, like, like Hannibal Buress up on stage just, like, around. And it's because so that's cool. the hangout spot. Because it's a hangout spot. Exactly. Where, where the working comic is. Like the Dave Attell comic is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not that you don't like to say that there aren't great comics in LA. I just moved to LA and I don't know what's up with that scene. And I've been really wrapped up in trying to be an actor. Yeah. So it, it's just been a, a I've been lazy. That would be the better word. <laughs> it's like I need to really like be about it, but it's just different. It's very like hyper aware of like, well, I'm doing stand up because, you know, some industry might see me and I might get something, and that yeah. I I can't create that way. And it just feels, and I don't think every stand up in L. A. does that. I really don't. But I don't want to be that, and I don't want to be developing material that way. I don't think that's creative, and it just, I would feel like a hack. I would just feel like a hack. And I didn't feel like that in New York when I was starting to do stand-up. Like, I really just loved it, and it was really interesting, and it's really, really, really hard. Like, it's just so hard. It's not like improv and sketch where you have other people to depend on. It's just you and that audience. And, like, when you bomb, it is, like, painful when you bomb in a sketch you're like whatever i didn't write that when you bomb an improv oh whatever we made it up on the spot when you bomb doing stand-up it is like someone is stabbing you and you have to like go through it still and try and get them back on your side and that's it's really incredible when you can pull it off i rarely can pull it off once i'm not like i'm not there yet for that i can do it sometimes but um it's it's terrifying it's really terrifying and i, I love it because of that so for you you don't fear as much 
having to sometimes look out at that audience and see like a sea of dead faces. You would rather have that than going to an audition and five seconds in they, you know. Uh. Yeah, because that doesn't happen in audition. Right. That doesn't happen at all. Yeah, it's also those aren't my fucking words. I don't like I, that has nothing to do with me. Somebody gave me this and said, "Hey, go audition to play this girl's best friend." And you just go and you do it. I, I could do them all day. Yeah, they make me a little nervous, but everything does because I care about what I'm doing. But not the way, because you're creating something, and you're proud of it. And you, you're, like, showing it to people and being like, hey, this is what I think is funny. Look at this. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And then they're like, no, f- it's not. <laughs> and then get off the stage, you know? It's like if you went to work, and you're at work for, like, five minutes, and your boss comes in and smacks your f-ing name tag off and says, go home. You don't know what you're doing. You're like, but I'm doing my job. <laughs> like, but it. I don't know. It's 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 really it's incredible. It's a really incredible thing to like when when it does go well. You're just like like I'm on top of the world. Like it's it's really amazing. Now, do you still go in even without an act? You know, doing the improv with like an athlete mentality. I got my game. Yeah, face on. I do. I mean, that's really like that's like the only. I mean, I'm, I'm I don't I don't know about winning them over, but definitely like I'm gonna have fun with them. Right. Is usually it. So, like, at the top, I'll try and... I don't headline everything I do, though. Like, I like when I'm by myself and I'm at a college, yeah, it's usually I'm the headliner. Unless I'm with someone else from the code shows that's, like, a bigger stand-up. And most of them are a bigger stand-up than me. Um, and they're all really, really fantastic. I love watching them perform because they're just, like... Like, um, Jordan Carlos is, like, so, so good. I love watching him do stand-up. Um... Who else is really good that I've toured with recently? Gabrus is so funny. He's so silly. Like, very char- – they're just also charismatic and confident. And it's, like, that's the stuff that, like, is just, like, there. Like, that's just them. Like, the, they have the words and stuff, but, like, they go on stage and you're just like, oh, I just – I trust what you're going to say. You know, there's, like – you have to have that air of, like – being like, I got you guys. Like, I'm. Uh, you can. You can trust what I'm gonna say, and it's gonna be funny. Because if you come out kind of like weird, you're gonna lose them like in the beginning. So fast. So yeah. fast, and then it's just so hard to get them back after that. <laughs> it's so hard. That yeah, that's that's scary. And I've had that happen before. And you just like you feel it, and like your chest is like. <laughs> you could just. It's like you can hear your heartbeat. You're like, I'm running out of material. How long have I been up here? <laughs> So you had the notepad, and I notice a lot of comics do that. Yeah, uh, like mine is just, it's because I know I bullshit a lot on stage when I'm at colleges. Yeah, I'll talk for like 10 minutes about something random, you know, and then I'll be like, okay, well, how do we get back on track? Because it's like, I guess there's like kind of a thread when I do college shows. It's kind of a, um, let's talk about college stuff, but... I really want to talk about my college experience a lot, so that's where the pre-written jokes are, like all my shit about college. But talking about talking to them and about their school, since they paid to bring me here, is um, really fun and it's important. And I like to try to spend time doing that because yeah. otherwise, it's just me like saying words at them, and and you know, like everybody's got phones with them, and they they start to check out. I've done shows like they're entertained everywhere else. Yeah, almost. yeah. exactly. And I mean, I've done. I used to do a straight up, I have pre-written type material half hour um, at a college and they literally like, they like it, but they start doing stuff on their phones and they're like recording you and taking pictures. But if I'm talking to them and engaging them the whole time and then they're part of the show and then they always say crazy shit, like every school, mostly the South, like the South is, they're so turned up there. So fun. I mean, not that it wasn't fun here, but they were, um, 
like I think Atlanta is probably one of the places where everybody's the craziest. <laughs> they just will like try and commandeer the show. They're like, this is my show now. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's great. It's so fun. Oh, because it's like everybody, um, like college shows I notice, at first they kind of have to get like comfortable because before they were doing something else too. They were... Um, they were doing like 90s trivia or something with the lights up and they were eating breakfast. So it was cool. It was like they were doing that before and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, the lights are down and then now I'm talking at you and I'm saying weird stuff. I'm saying weird stuff. I'm cursing. I'm talking about sex and they're like, oh, this is weird. And you got to like ease them in and I did not do that tonight. I definitely jumped right into yeah. it. Yeah, and usually did. I do kind of like baby step, baby step, but I just, I didn't. And so they were like, uh, can we? And then eventually they were like, okay, this is all right. This is okay. Because I made fun of them for being like right. weirded out. They by get intimidated by yeah. you just and by I'm, calling them out yeah. basically. And then they're they're just like in it, but um, they were still really fun. I'm getting lipstick everywhere. Did I get on your mic now? <laughs> how much? Damn. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You mentioned how before the show you got dropped off at PC by accident. Oh my god. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, there were churches, like, just crosses on everything. I was like, oh, my God, where? I was like, this is, I don't think this is the right place. It's <laughs> the right place. Do you do a lot of shows? Yeah, I've done some. It's just a slightly different show. It's like, I'm not, I don't, like, censor myself, but I would say I'm respectful. But I'm definitely, you know, going to kind of handle the show in a different way. I mean, I don't think my show essentially is that, dirty or bad anyway. I talk about sex a lot, but it's nothing new. It's nothing, yeah. It's it's a lot of sex talk. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because the thing is, even when I do those shows and I'm mindful of what their mission statement is, which is usually the thing that I'm told, um, they are like, no, be dirtier. And I'm like, you guys, you know, I can't. You know what's going to happen. Like, it's going to be a problem for you and for me. So, like, Let's just be real. And, I mean, I don't care about doing a, a cleaner show, you know. Like, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's just funny because then I'll, you know how I do the Q&A on the other half yeah. of the show. It'll, the Q&A will just be so dirty, so many curse words, all about drugs, all about drinking. And I'm like, this is the stuff you asked me not to talk about, but your students are doing it. Right. Like, also, like, your students are doing this stuff. You can tell me all you want. Like, you know, don't talk about sex, don't talk about drugs, don't curse. But they're all doing that already. Yeah. And I guess you don't want me doing it because it's like, well, we don't want you making it seem like it's okay for them to. But they, they're doing it. I, I'm not co-signing on it or telling them anything new, you know. Right. So it's, it's, that's always interesting. So let's get into it. You're the girl code, guy code, girl. As a More lot of girl people code. I was only you. guy code like yeah. once. You're still there, right? Yeah. You're still doing it. Well, what? we don't know what's up. Like, we're waiting to see if we get another season. I think it's too successful for them to, like... Yeah, and it, I heard it's really cheap for them to make. So. people sing in a chair when you yeah, look at it. Yeah, we're literally green screen behind us. And they, super they've had simple. the same, like, in-between actors when they do oh, the yeah. little bits. It's been the same yeah, ones Oh, yeah, it's years. been the same the whole... Th- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... When you got that, now you said you had no idea how you got it. So I mean, well, not literally, but it was luck. Yeah, it was a hundred percent. Like it was just like I, like Damien knew me, so yeah. he recommended me. Right. It really was just that. Like they were just straight up. Like they wanted people. 
that they kind of already knew were good. And then they, they saw a lot of people. I mean, they still audition girls. They audition girls every season. They audition when we're not shooting. I mean, they were just recently auditioning for this season that we don't even know if it exists or not. So you're kind of always auditioning for the show, even if you're on it, because we don't know how much we're going to be on screen. They literally, they just film us. And then whoever has the best bits or the bits they like, that's what ends up on screen. And it's like really emotionally as a performer because you'll sit there and you'll watch it and if you're like sometimes you'll be on screen like almost the whole episode and then sometimes you're in there one time and then you're just like crying because you're just like I don't understand what I did wrong and it, it's like they like there's different producers and different writers and they have their own narratives that they want to tell in the episode and we don't know what those are we don't know what like they're like oh so what's what's the thing that we want to focus on like we have a topic and they do give us these questions ahead of time to ask, kind of like what I did with the audience, where we had that list of stuff. That's how a Girl Code episode essentially works. Um, but yeah, so I, gu- I guess it didn't really happen by mistake. I was doing a lot of, lot of, lot of improv, a lot of sketch. What's that like doing improv? Because I've never been able to. I, I see everybody. I know Polar did upright, yeah. just like you. But you know, that's. I don't know how long I before. did it and at the pit. I did a little bit ones. at Upright. I studied. I took only took like uh, one hundred one and one hundred two there, and then I left and I went to the pit and. So it's like there a re- long I've time. never been able to understand that. It's like real classes. It's like yeah, it like night school almost in a way. Sort of. I think think of it more like acting classes. Okay. And uh, the pit is a little different. They're very. When I went there, I don't know what it's like now. When I went there, it was a little more laid back and it was a little more um, acting forward. And they didn't. The pit doesn't have a way, whereas UCB is all about teaching you game and the game of a scene. And so they kind of have their own, a really, like, um, specific way that they believe improv works. And they kind of want everybody to perform that way there at the pit. They're kind of like, do whatever the f*** you want. Who cares? As long as it's funny, just don't say no, you know? Um, But, yeah, doing improv was great. I loved it. I mean, that that was a lot of fun. When you did it, like, UCB, was it for a company? Well, the pit... I did it at the pit. I had they had these things called house teams, and so does UCB. And I was on two house teams at the pit. Okay. And then after that, I just. Do you go in there fighting to get on a comp or on I a didn't, house team? I or didn't you just there to even study? think to do it until I finished, and everybody was, was like, you know, because I was on all these indie teams with friends. Like I was on stage all the time, or I was doing jams where I just would go and play because I just wanted to play. But then my friends were like, "You should get on a house team. You know, everybody is going to audition for house teams. Are you going to do it?" And I was like, "I." Yes, I mean, really? Am I good enough to even do that? I mean, I don't. And I did it. it. It's so cutthroat. It's almost yeah, like a little like it's Broadway, crazy. mini Broadway. It's extremely. And yeah. I didn't get on the first time. And my like at first, I didn't care until I got a call back. And then I didn't get on, and it hurt my feelings. And I was like, it sucks. I didn't even care about this shit first. Yeah. And then uh, I think like the following year, I auditioned and I got on, and I was like, this is so cool. And I was on a team, and um, it really got to me though. Like I didn't perform the same way on the team that I did when I was at jams and on indie teams because I was just trying to be funny, which is the opposite of what improv is. You're supposed to go out there and support your teammates and um, do scenes. Right. And you need to listen to each other. And it was a lot of um, me trying to be funnier than everybody else on the team. Like, that's what I always would catch myself doing. At the time, I couldn't recognize it. I would just be like, why weren't my scenes working? So, you know, I was on, like, two teams, and they cut me. And it was I was, like, devastated. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, the pit was my home. Like, what am I going to do? And I started writing, like, sketch stuff and doing characters after that. And I put up a two-woman show with uh, this woman, Becky Yamamoto, who's hilarious. We wrote a sketch show. And um, it was called You Ruined My Life. And it was just based on these really 
fucking sad essays we were writing because <laughs> I was going through a really, really, really bad breakup. Like it was rough and she was stressed out about stuff. So we wrote these really fucked up essays and then we turned them into characters and the characters ended up being funny. Um, and it was really weird. It was a very, very fun show. I think we did it like six times in New York and in Philly. And then um, I started doing stand-up. Now, would you ever would you ever take those characters or you know anything you write and would you turn it into a YouTube series? Because I noticed you had uploaded some yeah, videos I a few years ago. Yeah, I like some silly shit up yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, that was I, that was like the first season of Girl Code. I was still like I was trying to figure out YouTube because I was like, what's YouTube? What's this thing YouTube? Everybody's yeah. putting their stuff on YouTube, and I did it for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. I just I couldn't figure out like how to do something not hacky on YouTube. Yeah. And I no, just, I didn't want like to be, a gimmick to people, yeah, and I was just like, maybe it's just me, because I'm like, I got some weird artistic, like, temperament, where I'm like, I can't be a hack, I need to be better than everybody else, like, you know, which is kind of stupid, I just should be creating things, right. but um, I definitely, like, I just didn't know what to do with YouTube, so I was making these silly uh, re-encampment things. But I was doing those because my friends thought they were f- like stupid and funny. Yeah. It was just me with a bunch of wigs playing every every character in a movie or a TV show. And then I did me and Becky did like uh, these characters, Leslie and Magenta, and they were just like drunk old ladies. That was fun. I did like that character a lot. So have you ever taken those characters or anything like that to pilots or auditions and stuff like that? No, because I don't yet. audition for that. No. Like, I don't get to be... Um, no one's really approached you with, like, writing for a pilot or anything like that at no, this point? No, no that's not, not really. kind of how that... Yeah, Co-wrote, that's, co-writing. I, I mean, I write stuff I all the time yeah. to pitch, but it's not like... People don't just, like, come up and be like, hey, do you want to write right. a TV show right. for NBC? Like, that's a lot of work. But when we hear about it, it's always like, yeah, he sent this thing in, and that's the... Right, it sounds so simple. But, but it's not. It's really, really not. And I hear about some guy, like, and now it's more in the animated direction with this, but, like, a lot of people will have a team of comics. They just yeah. bring in the team of comics. Yeah, no, they do, because they already knew them. They probably performed together. I mean, a lot of a lot of shows I audition for will be, like, a, a team of writers that, like, came up together at UCB. And then, you know, they did all these things for College Humor, and then it, they sold a show to NBC. And now they got an NBC show, and they're all casting, and they're casting all their UCB friends because they just all know each other already. So it, it kind of, like, it works like that in some ways in comedy, just so, being connected. So would you say so far you've enjoyed your experience in comedy as we Yeah, it's really unexpected. It, so yeah. I'm just thankful for what I have. I was saying to my boyfriend... I was like, I can't let, let my agent hear this, but, like, if my life just stayed like this, I'd be fine. <laughs> like, literally, if something happened and it was like, and that's all you ever get to do, I would be like, cool. I was in a movie with Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. I was yeah, on a very yeah. popular MTV show. Like, I, I toured the whole country. Like, it's been great, you know, and I never, ever in a million years would have thought that I would have been a comic, like, when I was in college. Definitely not. Or a performer. Like, or on TV. Like, it's just insane to me, so... Now I'm just trying to like. When you're an outsider looking in, it's like, it's so hard to grasp yeah, the idea of yeah. what it took. Well, to I never get even there. thought. I never was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Be on TV. Like I never thought. And like now, it's just like trying to get that thinking out of my head and be like, how do I become better? Yeah. Like how do I become a better comic? How do I become a better actor? So I'm just trying to write more material, take acting classes, do more open mics. I hate open mics. Like you know, you gotta keep working at it. Yeah. 
Gotta keep doing it. The open mic is like, it's where you really. Oh, God, it's the worst. Seven people, it's. It's the worst, but you have to do it. And you really have to. That's the only way you got to write and then do the open mic and record it and then go home and listen to it and write it again and then do another mic and then write it again, do three mics in a row, write it again. Like, I mean, it's it's a lot work right it's that timing like yeah Seinfeld always talked about like you'll notice it when you're up there you yeah can't notice somebody else doing it no and every time it it's different too like right. you never know you know so it's it's just doing it just getting up and doing it which is hard because you know it's scary right and it can be like it could like be bad earlier, it can go really it could bad go really bad you gotta go home at you night know? and go well i gotta try this again yeah tomorrow and it's night. gonna go real bad for a long time yeah. like that's just kind of how comedy is especially stand-up you gotta just like dig into being like i'm gonna suck for a while right. like it, you don't just come out as chris rock like that's not that's not how it works and i used to like really like beat myself up when things like when sometimes some of my jokes didn't land or like, this needs to be rewritten. Of course it needs to be rewritten. I wrote it twice. What made me think it was good enough, you know, to be like, I was like, done, done. I wrote a whole half hour, done. It's like, if it was that easy to write a half hour, everybody would have half hours on Comedy Central That's and Netflix. I was going to ask you earlier, you know? if you were working towards a half hour. Oh, God. Hour right now, <laughs> you don't even want to grasp the idea of that right now, right? Oh, God. No, I am. I am. You are? But yeah, I'm, I'm, I am. It's, but I would like to get the other times a yeah. lot more solid right. first. Because it's a lot of like, can you do a half hour? And it's like, well, let me get the, the smaller chunks where I'd like them to be like, yeah, I could do a half hour. I don't know how, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speak anything bad into existence, but I have a lot of work to do. And I'm, I try to always recognize that because I'm doing great, you know, because of Girl Code. And that's fantastic. But I got to have the other parts there or else I'm just somebody who's on MTV. Right. Otherwise, you get stereotyped. Yeah. You yeah. become just that. And thing. I don't want to be like the hacky comic from MTV. <laughs> like I don't want to be that. I want to actually be talented, and that requires work. And I just I gotta put it in. So three schools you went to. You mentioned oh, Drexel. Yeah. What was the other two? Drexel, Philly U, and Penn State, Delaware County. Okay. Yeah. That last one's long-winded. But Penn State, Delaware County. It's Penn State, but it's just in it's Delaware just a County. Different one. Yeah, it's, it's like in the media NYU PA. Is where there's it's a satellite. NYU. Right. It's a satellite. It yeah. was that was really cool. That yeah. was the first one I went to, and I actually really liked it a lot. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I think contrary to what the audience said tonight, apparently I liked the school way more than that whole audience. I liked think the they were putting combined. on something. They yeah. were being sassy back. They were trying to give. They you were trying to be cool, stuff. which is good. I was like, good. I was like, I like arguments in the audience. I like when y'all don't agree. <laughs> Turn them against each other. That's always fun to see. It makes it interesting. They it always do it. It's always like half the way, just like, yeah, and other half's like, no. And then they argue with each other quietly, and then I'll interject and, like, talk to them. It's it's funny, because, like, I, they, there's kind of, like, a rhythm to the way college audiences respond to stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's easy to shake them up, and it's, like... It's easy to get them real quiet. Real yeah, quiet. So real, also, like, you just have to be, like, like, if you say anything about real, real life, they always are just like... <laughs> yeah, as, soon, as soon as you mentioned going out in the real world and getting they the job. hate that. I used to do a lot of time about that, and I had to stop because I used to force it. And I would just be like, no, this is bullshit. I'm going to do 10 minutes about real life. And I was like, that's not for a college. No one wants to hear that in college. Stop doing it at colleges. Like, know your audience. So I don't do that anymore. The people in the clubs, the 45-year-old at the bar yeah. doesn't mind But then they don't want to hear my college stuff. So. Right. <laughs> 
you gotta you gotta write the different stuff it's for different two different apps. Yeah, they are they go into the one half hour. They are. Well, I don't know if any of that college stuff is going into a half hour. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it ends up on Netflix. Ugh. A little bonus time. Yeah, or that like. would be nuts. <laughs> That's what the people they are all the college kids Netflix. I That's mean, true. I, know me. I love Netflix. Love and, it. And uh, I, speaking of Netflix, I know it's a little off topic, but I'm an X Files. I guess you call X Files baby. Finally, I'm only twenty. Finally, like caught on. Oh, so late. you just started watching it? Yeah. Right. Like I'm, I'm through three seasons. I saw the first two that just came out. What was your? They are saying that the third one that's coming out, this third episode, is like. Wait. So, what seasons have you? You've only seen the new season. No, I've seen the first three seasons. Oh. And then the first three episodes, like. Wow. Just not enough okay. So I know episodes. it's a lot. It's yeah. it's nine seasons. Okay, so I'll give you the the gist of it. Don't um, you really don't need to know anything about like eight and nine? Like you don't need to watch eight and nine. They're they're not the best. The first movie is amazing. The season before the movie, the season after the movie, I mean, is like golden. They won so many awards for it. So I would say keep watching it. Um, after seven, you're kind of done. Like, really. You can just go on Wikipedia and read what those seasons are about. And then you can continue watching the new episodes. But, I mean, that show, oh, God, that I I love that show so much. It's, it's disgusting it's too hard how to much not I love it. Watch it. It's so good. I got my boyfriend watching it, and he's, like, addicted to it now, and it's really fun. It's weird in, like, 2016 with the lack of graphics. It's just, like, the shadowy figures for the yeah. aliens, and it still gets me. It's like, so it, good. It still gets me that in a way. That second episode this, on Monday that they yeah. had was just great. It was at, so good. At first, I was like, this is a little CSI-ish almost, yeah. and then it kind of started. It gets like, so yeah. I can see what they're saying about the third episode. Yeah. I can see where yeah. that's coming from. Because the first two, I was worried for a minute. The, fir- the first one, it was a lot. It was really, it was like, hey guys, this is what the show is about. And it was like for people who had never watched the X-Files. Yeah, and I was they so frustrated. the monsters and the villains and I stuff. I was like, I get it. I know. Okay. All right. I've been watching this since the be- Come on, Mulder and Scully. <laughs> like, let's do some Mulder and Scully sh- it didn't really pan out in that episode. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to, you know, it's been a while. I'm going to let this slide. And the second episode was great. So, so yeah. you're just glad they're back. I'm just so happy. Yeah. I love David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson so much. <laughs> I watched all their other stuff they've been doing. Like, what, have you watched The Fall? No, I haven't. It's good. It's Scully, but she's. Uh, she's I've seen Scully in a ton of stuff. Yeah, though. she's great. Like, I, I love how she's Scully now to us. My mind was Jillian. blown when Scully was. It was a Johnny English. She was in Johnny English too. What was that? I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, she, you really kept up with Scully. I know. Yeah. Like, and it was weird. Yeah. I thought she was way older than she was too. Who? Scully? Yeah. No, she's mad young. She's younger she's than like David. Forty-seven in real life. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I yeah. She was like sixty when the new episodes came out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's so weird too to watch the older ones. Yeah. And then watch the new ones, and you're like, oh, they're like grown up now, because they were like really young when they right. shot that. They were like twenty five. Yeah. Well, she was. She, she was, was really he was young. Like 30, yeah. Right? He was like thirty three, I think. Yeah, it's crazy. And then like Californication to watch that, and then watch the X Files. You're just like, oh, ew, yeah, Mulder. Cali- <laughs> I used to watch Californication. So good. And- it's weird. Yeah, it is weird. It's weird because the whole time yeah. you're watching it, you're like, Mulder? Yeah. <laughs> Mulder. That's why it's no, hard. Mulder. Some movies, like if I'm watching them by myself in my chair, like I'll turn around when I see someone I know that's in like a cringeworthy moment. You're like, I can't see them like that. Yeah, you're like, I can't. I'll just listen to it. Yeah, like, you're like, I, I, it'll I don't make need me to see it. judge them. Yeah. yeah. All right. Damn so damn. as we wind down, the last question. Last question. And the three keys. 
to make a, any relationship work. Since oh, God, I don't code, know. Three, you have three <laughs> major keys. I can do this. Okay, three keys to making relationships work. Honesty. You have to be honest. And I, and I don't mean just, like, about, like, cheating or whatever i mean like about what you want and being honest with yourself like what do you actually want out of your relationship what is actually making you happy if it's not break up with this person you know if you don't want to be exclusive and you are then tell them you don't want that if you aren't exclusive and you want to be don't don't just like go with the flow because never works out in the end um another one is just love yourself like and not in the like cheesy love yourself girl hashtag girl code like really like like, like yourself before you try and get somebody else to. Because that's not going to make you love yourself. Like, if you have... An, it's not. And it's, like, when you're in college, like, and you have, like, low self-esteem, which I definitely had in college, you don't know why you're in it, but you just act crazy. And you're dating, like, these dudes or, like, a bunch of dudes that, like, you need to give you attention all the time instead of, like, really just giving yourself attention and, like, really liking yourself and loving yourself. So do that first and... Um, be picky about who you let in your life. And I don't, like, mean that in the, don't be a hoe. Like, who cares? Have sex with who you want to have sex with. I mean, in the, like, be with people that respect you. Yeah. I definitely didn't do that when I was younger. And I wish I did. Yeah, definitely I wish I did. i started to do that myself, like, it's, recently. But it feels better. It feels, feels so better much better. Yourself. It feels so much better instead of chasing people around that don't want to be with you. Right. Like, what are you doing? It's like, like why? high school thing all over again. Like, it is. Like, trying to get in with the more popular kids. That's what it is. But, but that shit isn't going to make you happy. that, it, like, kind of rolls over. Yeah, over yeah. And it'll roll over into adulthood. Yeah. And, and that's when it's real it bad. Time. Yeah. That'll be real bad. You don't want to be married to somebody that, like, you don't even really like. Right. That just you just like. like that they like you because you, it makes you feel better that they like you. Like, yeah. So, yeah. That's some stuff. I hope that's helpful. <laughs> that's the three. Well, three. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much Thanks for doing for this interview. Thanks for having me. Make yeah. sure you edit all my laughing out. I Everybody will. hates. Anytime I do a podcast, people complain I'm gonna, about I'm going to put an air horn over every cuss. <laughs> One of those dance hall air horns. Like, Pew! Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hit it a few times, too. Hit it on the drum machine and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get the people going. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It was a fun interview. Bye.